0: super talk mississippi media production
1: have you heard all the rave about the new quick grill located inside the be quick chevron on veterans boulevard come visit be quick chevron along with quick grill be quick
0: food marts your locally owned hometown convenience store wherever you are he's the former president and publisher of the sun herald and now he's on the radio Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. We have a little bit of a schedule change today. Usually on Fridays, we have Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Timespeaker unit to talk about the professional sports scene, especially the Saints, this time of year. But today we're going to have him on because uh, it's a busy time of the year for him. We'll continue to make adjustments through the, through, uh, the training camp to accommodate Jeff's schedule. Uh, this week's a special uh, week for him, and he'll explain here in just a second. But before we go any further, let me uh, welcome my friend Jeff Duncan to Coast View. How you doing, my friend?
0: Ricky, I'm doing good. Thanks for... Uh a little audible, right, a little football phrase in, in, in the schedule because I'm heading up to Canton, Ohio for the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony on Saturday. Sam Mills going in uh, on his final try, the 20th year, his first player ever to be inducted in his final try. So that's going to be a very special occasion on Saturday. So I appreciate the change in the schedule to make it work.
1: Hey, congratulations on you, Jeff, for continuing to be a member of the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame Selection Committee, and especially as it relates to Sam Mills. Because explain explain to people the role that you play in sort of pushing his uh, candidacy forward.
0: Well, there's 48 members of the Selection Committee and one representative for each NFL market. And I carried the torch on from... My mentor, the great Pete Finney, was the longtime New Orleans representative on the selection committee. And now I'm representing New Orleans. So it's my job as someone that uh, represents the New Orleans Saints uh, to make the case for induction when players make it as finalists. And Sam Mills had been a finalist the previous three years, did not get inducted the, the past two years. So this was his 20th and final year as a modern era candidate. If he didn't make it in this past year, he would have been transferred over to the senior committee pool. And there's a backlog there. It's a real issue for the Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame right now because we have so many seniors that deserve induction. And there's kind of a bottleneck. And they're they're working to address that. But it would have taken years probably for Sam Mills to get inducted if he did not get in as a modern era candidate. So very fortunate, very deserving. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this weekend, getting up there with some of the old dome patrol Players and coaches to celebrate this, uh, you know, really enormous occasion.
1: Well, congratulations again to you for for you must have made a very compelling argument, and it's great to see him getting recognized. He was such an important part of the Saints, and then when he left here, he was such a great leader, and then of course in his in his illness, he provided a lot of inspiration to a lot of people. So, God bless the 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 Sam Mills family and and. Uh, Let's shift gears. Hey, I thought a good place to start today would be the fans. It's been great the way the Saints have reached out to the fans and the players have reached out to the fans. It feels kind of normal there, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, the turnout's been incredible. Uh, the first two days of fan attendance have been uh, jam-packed, very enthusiastic, and you can see the energy level from the players on the field. I mean, they, it picks up when the fans are there. It makes sense, right? They're They're amped. Uh, The energy and enthusiasm transfers to the playing field, and the players love it, and it's reciprocal. They come over after practice and sign autographs, spend a lot of time taking photos. It's just a unique relationship here between the Gulf Coast and this football team. I don't think it's uh, really – I think maybe Green Bay is the only other place that's comparable. Uh, So it's fun to watch and uh, great having them out there.
1: So we'll talk about some things that are going on on the field which is some exciting developments and some stars rising and always interesting to see what happens this time of year. Uh, some important news uh, yesterday relating to Alvin Kamara. Uh, why don't you kind of share that, that news with folks?
0: Well, he had a, a court hearing uh, on Monday out in Las Vegas, and uh, they kicked the can down the road again. This is very similar to what happened with Marshawn Lattimore, uh, where they keep delaying the actual court case uh, in the situation. So uh, this is good news if you're a Saints fan or you're an Alvin Kamara fantasy football owner because it the NFL traditionally, Ricky, does not weigh in with any discipline as it pertains to the personal conduct policy um, until after the criminal, the legal process has played out. And I don't think it's going to play out now. We don't even have a court date, much less, uh, you know, any kind of ruling So it's likely, I think, that Alvin Kamara will play this season without any discipline. Now, he's eventually going to have to face the music on this thing, but it might not happen till 2023. That's the way it's looking right now.
1: And, you know, we have to keep in mind that this is a really, really serious charge. I mean, this is, uh, um, you know, the video shows the guy... Didn't hit, kick, or do anything to any of the posse that was with it with Alvin Kamara, and he re- hit this guy repeatedly when he was on the ground. And I mean, it's a felony. It's a big deal.
0: Yeah, and look, the NFL is pretty clear on these kind of things. Uh, the personal conduct policy was imposed and look agreed upon by the players and and league executives. Uh, so eventually, Alvin Kamara is going to face league discipline on this. I don't know how strict or how harsh it's going to be but it seems likely that he's going to face some kind of suspension down the road. I think the key is going to be when is that going to happen, and it's not going to happen until the legal process plays out, and I don't think that will happen until at earliest later this season and most likely maybe into the next year.
1: So when we're talking about discipline, non-Saints related, but sort of related, uh, the fact that Deshaun Watson got six-game suspension, people were expecting potentially a full season of suspension. But here we are again. The situation would have been if the Saints had gotten him, we would be down without him for six weeks, and we would not have gotten all these other players that we were able to bring in. Uh, you know, you, I guess you continue to be relieved that we're where we are, and we didn't bring this guy in. Yeah,
0: I think uh, clearly it would have been a circus, a media circus. There would have been all kinds of, uh, I think, public relations issues for the organization. Uh, so I think it's played out exactly the way uh, Saints fans should should hope it would. Because uh, Deshaun Watson, while he's a terrific talent, uh, there's a ton of baggage with him. And, and the, right now the Saints really have very little of that. They've had very little off-field distractions for the last five years or so. I mean, they've done a really good job avoiding that. They've got a few things they got to deal with, Alvin Kamara in, in, in particular, but um, they didn't need the Deshaun Watson show, I don't think. I don't, I don't even think, to be honest with you, Ricky, he's that tremendous of a talent. I think he's a, obviously a, a very good quarterback, but the risk, to me, is not worth the re, the potential reward. Uh,
1: related to that, uh, you have uh, Baker Mayfield going to Carolina. Uh, you think he's going to be somebody we're going to face and? In- He's going to be a starter there. What's your current thinking on Baker Mayfield?
0: I'll be surprised if he doesn't beat out Sam Darnold. I mean, if he doesn't, the Panthers are in trouble because Sam Darnold really has struggled at the NFL level. Uh, He's a perfect case of a of a high quarterback miss. I mean, it happens. It's an art, not a science. And I think Sam Darnold's probably future in the NFL is going to be as a backup.
1: Okay, so coming back home, uh, Tyron Matthew. What's the latest on him?
0: Well, there is no latest. I mean, there's nothing new. I mean, Dennis Allen addressed the media yesterday for the first time about his situation and basically uh, said, look, they're waiting on Tyrand Matthew when he handles whatever he is handling right now. They've been very hush-hush about it. Um, they'll be they'll be ready for him to come back. Obviously, there's a point where it becomes an issue. He's a veteran player. Uh, he's certainly smart enough to come in and learn the defense, but he is a newcomer to the system and it's not ideal to have your starting safety veteran leader in the secondary not here for the first week of camp. But it obviously is a serious situation, Ricky. I mean, there's no way that Tyron Matthew would miss this many days if it was something inconsequential. So I think everyone is just basically waiting around for Tyron Matthew to communicate with the team to let him know when he's ready to return.
1: Are you hearing speculation? Not that you could say what you're hearing uh, about it, because it would just be speculative. But what are you, are you hearing? Some, some scuttlebutt behind the scenes?
0: No, no, nobody's talking. It, it's it's very hush hush.
1: Wow, so I, I that's think, super interesting.
0: It's obviously serious, and so I, yeah. I think that's the nature of it. There's very few people in the building that know what's going on, if at all, know what's going on. I think this is something that Tyree Matthew felt he obviously had to address before. Uh, he he got to camp and wanted to take care of it. I'm sure they wanted to do, get it done before camp started, and it bled over into the start of camp, uh, and he felt that he had to address it before he uh, returned to the team.
1: Okay, so uh, last week we talked about uh, the NFL sort of, not sort of, requires sort of a slow start of training camp. You described that, and then this week we get in the pads. And what you see when you're not, you know, when you don't have the pads on, can differ greatly from what you see when you actually get the pads on. What's your read right now, just at a very high level, on offense versus defense?
0: Well, the defense is dominating right now, and uh, there's just no other way to put it. I mean, I've covered this team a long time. Usually it's kind of back and forth, practice to practice, sometimes uh, drill to drill, session to session, the offense, defense winning. I mean, I remember when the Saints were at their best, When they won the Super Bowl, Greg Williams was defense coordinator. There was very much a competitive nature to practices. Defense would make big plays. The offense would get them back. Uh, That's not going on right now. I mean, every once in a while, the offense makes a play. I mean, it's once every 10 sessions. Uh, It's dominated by the defense. And that's a good sign for this defense. We know they're proven. They're experienced and talented. uh, But the offense is missing some key parts. But eventually, you'd like to see a little more progress on that side of the ball.
1: When we come back, we'll get, start to break it down a little bit. What looks good on the offense side? What looks like it's struggling right now? What's, who, who are the stars that are emerging on the defensive side of the ball? There's a lot to talk about. We'll see you back here after this break with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. His love for the coast is why he's
0: here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Pick Union. We're talking Saints today on a Wednesday. usually do that on a Friday, but because of the Hall of Fame Enshrinement ceremony that he's going to be at this weekend. He, we're going to we're doing the show today, and we'll be making some adjustments throughout training camp, as uh, Jeff pointed out in the first half of the show. We're calling an audible, and uh, we'll do that every time we have the opportunity to do with Jeff because we want him on this show. He brings so much value to Coastview and the Coastal Mississippi. Hey, so Jeff, but when we went to break, we were sort of saying that the. The defense is really coming on strong. Not a surprise there, but maybe a surprise to just how dominating they've been. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we've got a lot of stars on the offensive side, but they're not emerging the way that we would hope they would at this this stage of the game. So let's kind of start to break it down. Let's start with the offense. Um, Quarterbacks have had some good times and some bad times, but there have been some good long stretches where quarterbacks have not done well. What's your read on what's going on at the quarterback position so far?
0: Well, you know, the offense is always behind the defense early in camp. I mean, there's a lot of synchronicity that has to happen, timing, and that just requires time on task. So it's not unusual for the offense to be behind. Uh, Look, they were missing two key playmakers. Mike Thomas has returned to practice, but he's not participating in team drills. He's doing nothing against the defense so far. So that's your best receiver, not playing. And Taysom Hill's been out for a few days with a rib injury, Uh, It's not serious, but he's been out. So those two key parts that uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and the the rest of the quarterbacks don't have. So I would would say that obviously is having a factor, but the defense is just so good. They're so physical and they're so experienced. They just don't make many mistakes. They know exactly what they're doing. And uh, right now the offense is struggling to throw the ball down the field. They can't run the ball at all uh, on this defense. And then they're struggling to complete passes, but that's what most teams do against the Saints defense. You know, the defense is, I'm, I'm writing my season preview, Ricky, about how great this defense is. And, you know, we're talking about Dome Patrol type comparisons. That's how good they are. They're one of the best, not only in, in Saints history, but maybe one of the best in recent NFL history, I think. Uh, so it's not, I think, uncommon to see this happen.
1: Okay, so let's let's break it down a little bit further. There, I'll, at at. At offense, we have some stars that may be emerging that aren't aren't household names. At least, you know, there's been some discussion about the running back position and some young players that may be coming on. What's your what's your read on the running back?
0: Well, obviously, Alvin Kamara is the guy there. Uh, you know, they brought in Malcolm Brown, a veteran player who's played in the league. I think he's going to be a fine contributor to the team. Uh, I think he's going to make the roster. And then, you know, Mark Ingram, of course, we know what he is. Uh, he's 32, he'll be 33 later this year. He still looks like he's got juice. I'm just worried about uh, a guy at his age holding up over the course of the year. He got hurt last year, missed some games. It just starts to happen, and your body doesn't recover. Uh, so I think the running back position's fine. I don't, I don't think they need to worry about it. Uh, I think the tight end position, Adam Troutman's had a good camp. He's coming on as a young player, a young guy that wasn't drafted, named Lucas Kroll, a former like baseball prospect who played at Florida and then ended up transferring to Pitt. Uh, he's opened eyes. And the guy that I think is the, the young player that has big-time potential is a guy named Kirk Merritt. He's a local product, uh, bounced around in college, was a big-time recruit, went to Oregon, ended up at Arkansas State, had some trouble at Texas A&M. But you can see the talent that made him a top recruit. I mean, he might be the best receiver after the catch on the roster. Uh, when he gets the ball in his hands in open field, he's dangerous. Uh, so he's a guy that I could see making – both he and Kroll both could make the practice squad, I think.
1: Wow, that's so, that's really interesting. And As you and I were chatting yeah. during the break, wide receiver might have gone from a real – significant challenge last year to be in a strength this, this year. So again, you did you mentioned that Michael Thomas was not on the 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 uh, on the field in this contact scenario that we're going through today, but Olave is. And uh, he met Adebo, Debo who's having a great year. Talk about what you wrote about that.
0: Well look I mean Chris Olave is very smooth, very fast, an outstanding athlete. There's no question about it. But with the NFL level you're going to have to be able to play against physical contact. He didn't do a lot of that in college. Not a lot of people were were uh, confident enough to play the Ohio State offense man-to-man. It's just you, you, just nobody can match up with them. So he didn't face a lot of man press coverage. That's the question about him going into the NFL level. Now the Saints know this, and, and they've had players like him in the past. They use lots. There's lots of ways to get finesse receivers, if you want to use that word. Uh, off the line of scrimmage. You can use bunch formations. You can use motion, get him moving in motion. The Saints will do that with Chris Olave. But so far in camp, when he's faced the physical press man coverage, and it hadn't been very much, we've only seen it a couple days, uh, he struggled to get off the line against the Saints. But a lot of people do. That's what the Saints excel in. They're one of the best in the league at it. And Debo, in particular, is much bigger has longer arms. I mean that's why the Saints draft those corners to fit their scheme. So it's fun to watch right now, this this back and forth between those guys.
1: So I know we're not talking about the defense yet, but we might you know, I, I want to come back to the line, but while we're on a just real quickly, a is emerging as a star, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he looks great. He's playing with great confidence. We see this a lot, Ricky, from year one to year two. And he played well as a rookie, but this offseason he's gotten stronger, uh, he's gotten in great shape, and you can just see the confidence. Uh, and I think if you look at it a very similar class classmate Peyton Turner, at defensive end. Both those guys were drafted last year, and there' was some questions about him. Turner got an injury and really didn't produce that much, but he's looked terrific in camp. so you you're starting to feel better about that two thousand and twenty one draft class now.
1: that's also that's really awesome to see. coming back to the offensive line, looks like we might have a little bit of attitude at left tackle.
0: Uh, yeah, Trevor. Trevor <laughs> Penning is. Uh, he reminds me of Cal Turley. Old school Saints fans will remember him. The, the difference is Cal Turley was kind of surly off the field and on the field. Trevor Penning's kind of like, like a, a big kid off the field. Uh, he turns the, the light switch off. But on the field, uh, he's an enforcer. He plays with an edge, and I knew he was going to get in a, a fight early in camp. I, I told my colleagues last week, I said, when these pads go on, Trevor Penning's going to get into it because he's got this kind of irritating – uh, ploy where he grabs and pulls and pulls jerseys and shoves like after the whistle right at the, the whistle away from the ball and you can just see it gets under the skin of the defensive lineman and that he makes no apologies about it. That's the way he plays. And He's got a lot to learn. He's getting beat a lot right now. That's why he's second team. But you can see the talent and athleticism uh, that will come. I've seen a lot of really good offensive linemen come into this league and take a little while. Uh, so I wouldn't panic on that. Uh, you can see
1: he's a talent. Yeah, I you said it, he's unapologetic for sure. I, I like the way he said that this is a tough sport. You got to play tough. And I mean, he's just you got to love it. Yeah, And you know what? That's probably going to rub off on some of the other offensive linemen. They're going to why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they emulate some of his, his his attitude?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, we asked Eric McCoy about it yesterday. I didn't put it in the column, but Eric McCoy talked about that. He said yeah, maybe, I'm. you know, he goes, I'm, I'm like a big, he goes, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, maybe I need a little more fight in me with with this young kid coming in. But this offensive line is going to be fine. They're, they're in really good shape. Landon Young, the, the second-year player, also another guy from that 2021 draft class has played well. They're very high on him. The Saints are in good shape, Ricky, at tackle right now with, with you know, Ram Ramchek's an all-pro. You got James Hurst, the savvy veteran, capable of flipping back and forth. And then these two young guys, Trevor Penning and Landon Young.
1: That's, that's awesome to see. So let's flip over in the short time we have left to the defensive side of the ball, dude. We're, when you look at it, we're stacked at every every position right now. You know, barring any major injuries. Wow, I mean, starting starting with the line. I mean, great performance from the line so far.
0: Yeah, I think I had trouble in our Saints roundtable picking what's the more dominant group: the defensive line or the secondary. Ah, uh, both of them are deep and talented, and uh, there's really no holes. There's really no holes in the defense uh, right now. All three levels have all-pro level players, uh, and it's showing in practice. I mean, they're confident, they're experienced, they know what they're doing. They very rarely make a bust. They had a bust the other day on a long pass that Olave caught from Winston. Uh, Marcus May, one of the new safeties, busted that coverage. That's going to happen. That's what training camp's for. And once they get Tyron Matthew back, and I assume he's going to be back sometime soon, um, this thing will, will you know kind of gel, and we'll see all these parts together. It could be scary.
1: You know, you, you, you talked about the line and defensive backs, but the linebackers, a little bit of adjustment has happened at the linebacker position, but I think we take it to the, to the next level there as well, don't you think?
0: Well, yeah, Pete Werner's back now. He missed the first few days of camp, and uh, he's a very solid, smart, instinctive player. Uh, The way the Saints play, they really only play two linebackers like 85% of the time. It's Demario Davis and Pete Werner will be on the field most of the time. And you got to remember, I mean, this defensive performance, Ricky, has happened without Tyree Matthew, without, for the most part, Pete Werner, and without Marcus Davenport, who's arguably their best defensive lineman. So, three starters. Not even in the lineup, and they're dominating. Uh, that gives you an idea of how good this defense is.
1: Unbelievable! So much fun to watch, and we're lucky we have you to tap into to sort of get the inside scoop. Hey, listen, uh, safe travels to you, my friend. Enjoy the Hall of Fame ceremony, and uh, that, you know there ought to be some stories to tell after this weekend.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it, and we'll talk about it next week on the show. Look, I look forward to chatting when I get back into New Orleans.
1: You bet, you bet. Hey, listen, uh, we'll see you after this break. Thank you. Have a great day, Jeff. We'll see. You, we'll see you after this break.
0: Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to SupertalkMSGolfcoast.com.
1: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.